0: Hello and welcome to episode 18 of my life and games with silas and sage what's going on silas how you doing
1: uh i'm i'm good uh, a lot's been going on quite obviously since we actually haven't had an episode in a while uh,
0: it has it has been a few weeks
1: <laughs> yeah it's, it's 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 been uh life has been very very busy uh work's been keeping me much busier than i would like it to and very very drained and haven't even really up until recently wasn't gaming much and or even streaming that's pretty much how busy i was uh but now things are starting to calm down so you know the games have come back to me and i feel better (laughs) hence the my life
0: in my life in games that's a part of it real world stuff irl gets rid gets right in the way of your of your game life i We all experience that from time to time, but it does feel nice to get back into a groove. Um, I remember it was just a couple of weeks ago, um, Division was down. So I didn't know what to do with myself. You know, there wasn't anything else really going on. I decided I would download Age of Empires 2. Yeah, that's right. I said it, Age of Empires 2. And I was getting ready to enjoy that. And and right when I was getting ready to do that, a little IRL showed up at the front door and had some stuff to do. So, no, I totally get it. It happens. But what, what else has been going on, though? You've been playing some things, doing some stuff. Like, The Return has brought what for you?
1: <laughs> um, well, I've been trying to get uh get through uh what i've been working on which is a uh, dot hack of course um i'm now on to volume three so i'm in that uh starting to get toward that that final leg of the game um because you know it was a series obviously there was an extra a volume four but i know that that's kind of kind of short um so i've been streaming that but getting back in back into the streams uh, of course there's been some changes to the stream since uh you know getting back into it I figured hey let's update and do some things and uh of course it looks it's more pretty and whatnot which you know there's always changes so, you know down the road it might be something else but for right now um something that i feel that's going more with where I, the direction i want to head in that that kind of deal as is always you know when you're streaming and, and whatnot things change and you move stuff around and there you go mm. <laughs> aside from that uh the return has also brought Beer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Desperate need (laughs) of. Beer Um, covers a multitude of irritations with the IRL.
1: (laughs) Yes, it does. Uh, But my streams have been uh, kind of returning more to uh, the late evenings uh, because I'm getting uh, more on my, uh, my afternoon shifts like I used to do. So my streams have been kind of more later night. Um, of course, a lot of people haven't seen me stream in a while, so you know, there's been some people coming back. And people been like, "Oh, hey, you know, I haven't seen you in a while," or, and and all that kind of deal. Um, aside from that, uh, you know, Windows 10 just giving me fits, which is you know, <laughs> Windows mm-hmm. 10. In fact, uh, we had a little bit of trouble before recording this episode because for some reason, Windows 10 and anything dealing with audio gear is. Is like an extreme problem, especially if you're using anything that isn't that ten dollar or five dollar, you know, uh, uh, dower tree uh, microphone <laughs> that's cheap USB from China. Um, if you're using anything that actually, you know, uh, lets you do things, for some reason, Windows 10 just likes to do really weird stuff. I don't know. I mean, it's 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 hard to explain, and and it's probably even harder to explain how the hell Windows is even routing the audio the way it does, where you'll hear some things fine. And then other things are all jacked up in like half robot thing from
0: nineteen sixty two. I can say that the division community has been feeling the woes as well as myself. I was having issues with uh, the division on stream and um, did a, a restart eventually because I just I couldn't solve the issues and uh, specifically told Windows do not update please, and it forced the update anyway. Um, and I had to do some additional adjusting of, uh, of Windows settings and in-game settings because whatever the update did um, affected uh, my stream settings, affected my gaming PC, which is attached to my uh, streaming laptop. Um, and there was several people in my immediate community that were having issues as well with the Windows 10 update for, a, for an OS that, um, that included a update. Titled content creators update. Like you're making this OS for us. Um, I don't feel that you're, I think you're trolling us windows. I think that's what it is. It's, it's for content creators. Cause we want you all to shut the hell up. Stop making content <laughs> is what we're trying to tell you. Uh, Yeah, the Windows 10 stuff is going on. And there's other streamers, even bigger streamers are having issues uh, with these Windows 10 updates that are getting pushed through. One of our community members, Linux Paul, uh, you might see where this is going just by his name. Uh, Good old Linux Paul uh, keeps encouraging me to get Linux. You're not going to have these problems on a Linux. It only does what you tell it to do and nothing more. And I'm like, hmm, it's tempting. Uh, But anyway, yeah, Windows woes are real. Yeah. Like what else yeah. is going well, on? <laughs> uh,
1: aside from that, just uh, trying to plan out, uh, plan out some games because now that uh, the work is starting to slow down to where I'm not working, you know, such crazy ass odd hours and things. i planning out what else I'm going to play after dot, after I'm done with dot hack. Um, uh, of course, I did pick up Persona Five again, so uh, that's definitely going to be that's going to be a stream thing for sure. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That'll be the next stream thing. Um, but I also have, of course, uh, my 3DS. I have the original Xenoblade Chronicles. I haven't even touched yet, um, so I'd like to rock through that uh, at some point. But whether or not I'll stream it, I don't know. Um, we'll see uh there's also you know i've I've thought about because you know i'm a big persona fan so you know i might pick up some of the persona games that are on 3ds and maybe stream those since i do have the ability to stream my 3ds that that might be a thing too um and just just some other games um i'm finally picking up uh dragon quest builders that i was going to pick up a while back uh sometimes just sitting back and just building stuff i mean yeah it's got an rpg element but it's also got that building thing so uh, whether or not i'll stream it again who knows um but you know just kind of broadening my uh my gaming horizons. Um, I have been playing Fortnite with my son, and while I played it because he wanted me to get it, and obviously it's free to play. Um, shooters and me just don't agree as much lately. <laughs> hmm. Just, just, uh, just not feeling it as much. I've been really feeling more toward you know the action adventure stuff, um, RPGs, building strategy, anything that has more of a story or is a little bit more thought processive. I guess uh, probably the wrong wording, but. I think you know what i'm getting at um yeah yeah <laughs> uh just something that, that, that for some reason you know the, the shooters and stuff you know i've loved shooters for years you know we shit we played halo we, we did halo 2 3 you know all that stuff you know uh call of duty you know all that stuff. destiny I'll, you know and, and after a while i think i just i've gotten to the point to where i've just i've had enough pvp shooter i think my mind's just mm. kind of like you know I just, I want something else. I need something else to, it's like, you know, yeah, you might love fried chicken, but if you keep eating it every day for years, eventually you're going to want to eat some steak or something somewhere in there.
0: Yeah, it may not even take years. That might be like day three for me. And I'm like, fuck chicken, (laughs) get this out of here. I I have to relate to that a little bit. Um, On stream the other day, we're having a nice conversation about the current state of games. And um, I was having a, uh, in reference to the conversation I was having with uh, the wifey, about our current impressions of where the games are compared to where, where they were when we were growing up. And, um, of course it's been mentioned in chat, Hey, you're going to play Fortnite or PUBG, or have you thought about this game or that game? And I'm just, I feel like such a jaded dude because I'm not interested in PUBG or Fortnite or, um, you know, I, I checked out escape from Tarkov and it looks really complicated. It's a lot of com- complexity in there, more of a simulation type, uh, survival shooter, which is really cool. But, um, this idea of battle Royale dropping you into um, a competitive match with a bunch of other players. While well, that, that appeals to people that are really competitive and the, the human capacity to be competitive. I like a reason to play uh, PVP. And I think of star Wars, the old Republic um, I think of the division, you know, there's a story behind uh, the the reason why you're PvPing, and there's to me that incentivizes me to want to play PVP, but just dropping me in a match, um uh, with, uh, 99 other people, it just, I don't know. It doesn't appeal to me, but where's where are the shooters back in the day that had the storyline to back it up instead of what call of duty turned into, which was, we're going to pump out new maps every year. But we've gotten so far away from that. Um, that is what has influenced me not to really care too much about shooters and PVP in general. On top of that, uh, Truly competitive PVP to me is always going to be done over a landline. Uh, you, everybody's going to be in the same room, and that's that's you're not going to have to deal with lag and desync in, in that situation. Um, and that's truly competitive. Here, you've got people halfway across the world that you're gaming with, and they're lagging out. They see you before you see them, and they shoot you, and it's more frustrating than anything. At least with a game that has storyline uh, that's incentivized you to play PVP, um, you can get your heart back into it. But uh, instead, with a game like PUBG, you see streamers that just rage out because of lag, descent, drop frames, whatever the case may be, and they and they rage out, and then they go right back into another match. Whereas after the second time, I was done with PUBG. I'm like, ah, no, no. Um, if we can get a hundred people on the same room, I'm there. I'm there. But uh, I'd like to see a return of of story driven PVP. um, and a, I don't know a real reason to play with. Do you relate to any of that? Do you kind of feel that there's a there's a big difference with how PvP how you transition from in game PVE into in game PvP um, now as opposed to when we were growing up with games.
1: Oh, there's 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 a huge difference. But I mean, games as a whole have the whole landscape has completely changed. I mean, let's say so when we were growing up, DLC and stuff really wasn't. A thing mm. i mean we we saw the beginning of, of dlc and 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 you know there wasn't shit tons of microtransactions and and all that crap it was here's the game this is the product and there you go uh at the same time uh, it feels like stuff was and i know we've talked about this before things back in the day just felt more completed a lot of times i mean yeah you still get some good games that come out and they feel they feel pretty good and that's amazing when developers do that but there's so much become so reliant on dlc and those hot fixes and those you know those later patches after it's it's released and I, I feel like the quality on a lot of fronts has has gone down um like you're talking about you know the the story and stuff they're like well you know everyone wants the pvp and you know pvp as you know networks got better and our internet got better to where you didn't have as much lagging and stuff i mean there's a Huge difference in gameplay now um, compared to like when we used to play Halo 2, although sometimes we just took our Xbox over to the person's house. And we did the little LAN thing, like you mm-hmm. said, you know, multiple screens. There you go. And and, it, and that was always the best. That yeah. was always the best. But even, uh, you know, over Internet connections, you know, now, yeah, you know, our Internet's better and, and things like that. But you still have issues. You still have desyncs that happen. You still have, you know, lag and and everything else. I mean, you got people from all over the place. So that's that's a lot of hops for that data to be going from here, there and everywhere you know, uh, to get to the game servers or, you know, however they have it set up to sync it. So there, there's always going to be those, those networking things that's, that's, that's going to be there. Um, but there's been, you know, such a focus on the, on the PVP. And even though, um, things got better to some degree, people, I, I feel like everyone got so focused on the PVP things. We forgot about, you know, I'm, I'm a pro PVE guy lately. Like, you know, I'm just, you know, sit back, maybe just cause I'm, I'm, I'm older. I'm, I'm not as competitive now as I used to be. You know, I'm not I'm not 22 and, and able to drink four bottles of rum and still stand up, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, uh, <laughs> you, you know, you uh, know, that that's just that's just not what, what what's going to happen. You know, now, I'm you know, uh, a little bit more chilled back and, and relaxed and and things like that. Now, you know, like I said before, my my son is the reason why I played Fortnite because, you know, he's into obviously the younger young, younger generation. Um, that's what they know. Yeah, because uh, you know PvP kind of kind of really blew up because of you know our, uh, in part you know that's what people wanted you know because there was there was you know the ability to compete, but it's gotten to the point now that you've kind of lost a lot of other things that made games good as well.
0: Yeah, uh, story driven experience makes a big deal to me. I, I had mentioned this before, specifically around Knights of the Old Republic, and uh, that was a game that my dad and I were able to bond over, and we didn't bond over. Mm-hmm. A whole lot. A whole lot, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but at the end of Knights of the Old Republic, you know, we were both really emotional. Dad didn't play, but he, he enjoyed watching. And Knights of the Old Republic too came along. It was the same thing. You know, that was a the story driven experience is an incentive for me. Um if you provide a, a an equally complex and story driven PvP experience, how do you do that? How do you do that, developers? Well, I think I think Ubisoft's um, take on on what they've done with the division um, it was a very unique PvP area in the Dark Zone. I think what they're going to do in Division Two is is uh, highlight that need for a story driven experience and a reason to be in there to begin with, um, instead of just um, a PvP mode that you you drop in and you know competition is all that there is. Uh, if you were to implement some of those rpg elements from the good old days like you would have a you would have one hell of a pvp area a pvp experience would just be out of this world i don't think anybody's thought to really do that you know how do you make pvp matter in the case of the division rogues against you know the regular shade agents the good guys versus the bad guys there's a lot of elements in there that they can add in in division 2 to make your choices matter what you do matter. Um, instead of it just being a screen at the end of your match saying, well, you know you you killed 10 people and uh, your accuracy was uh, 35%, you know, Bravo or that's great. That's not fulfilling to me. Not now. It used to be back in the Halo 2 days. You know, you'd look at oh, your yeah. KD ratio and you're like, yeah, fuck yeah. Was, I did a, a forty 45.2. I'm good. Y'all bow down before me. I, no, I'm not now. Like, yeah, you, know, and you
1: did that forty 45.2 because you were, you were, <laughs> you were <laughs> fucking doing, oh God, quick scoping and everything else. Just oh, to, yeah. So it would fucking. Back in the day. it's <laughs> a headshot without actually.
0: <laughs> yeah, those were the good old yeah, days. Cheap us out. <laughs>
1: yeah, cheap as
0: hell. Yes, it's a strange place that we're we're in right now, and I feel that it's very transitional. Um, I, I think the reason why Battle Royale modes are cropping up and going to continue to crop up across developers all over the place, judging by PUBG and then Fortnite, Fortnite's success, I feel that it's going to turn into the same thing that first-person shooters have turned into uh, with Call of Duty Halo 2 clones. Um, and we're going to get tired of it and we're going to want something else. And what's the next thing going to be? I don't know, but I don't think battle Royale is, I'm not saying it's not going, I'm not saying it's going to disappear. What I am saying is that another mode is going to need to replace it the same way that we've needed a replacement for what we currently had, you know, before battle Royale. So we'll see what happens.
1: So it's, it's kind of like a cycle, more
0: or less. It's more, yeah. And I don't care for this cycle that we're in right now. <laughs> I'm ready for the
1: next one. <laughs> give uh, me the next one. Yeah. Move
0: on, please. Yeah, give me the next one. <laughs> well, there's a company that got, uh, got some interesting news, speaking of uh, developers and creators. Uh, uh, yeah. This is kind of interesting, and it's something that you shared with me around the Nintendo Switch. Can you give us some more detail about that? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, and it's it's something that's been been covered. You can look on on YouTube. There's a few different uh, videos on it about. Uh, and this happens a lot with tech companies. Stuff Nintendo's getting sued <laughs> 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 um, on a supposed uh, copyright or not copyright, but uh, patent, patent infringement. infringement. Yeah, yeah that, there we go. That's what I was thinking. Sorry. And um, you know, it, it's it's uh, This is specifically centered around um, the Joy Cons and how they interact with the Switch console. Mm-hmm. So, and what the company wants is they want this ban to be put on any Nintendo Switches coming into the country, and, and all this other stuff. And this is the, th- these kind of maneuvers happen a lot. more than you would think. You just don't see a lot of news about it a lot of times. I met Sony gets sued at Microsoft because when there's patents and stuff involved in it, if you can prove that you know yours was there first, or however that they're going to base it off of, then you know you can get money or you know whatever else, or maybe you can shut down their product. And now your product is you know. You know, so there, there's there's a lot of different things that happen in business. It's business. Yeah. In this particular case, I think the other company is – I don't think they're going to get shit, <laughs> to be mm-hmm. honest. I mean, it's it's the Nintendo, let's face it. Unless you're, unless you're Sony, Microsoft, or, you know, someone else big, you're probably not going to – you know, it's – they might get something out of it. But uh, overall, uh, end take, it's, it's going to be a little
0: – They're going to get tesla basically. You know, device. that's, that's, it's
1: yeah. you know, that's, that's it, you know, it's, um, but, you know, stuff like this happens, you know, now is, is it possible that maybe it'll turn into something bigger? I mean, yeah, it is. I mean, if they look at it and it's like something that's, that's close enough that it's like really a big issue, then yeah, Nintendo could have a huge freaking problem. Um, that would really suck if they couldn't send any more stuff over here to the U.S. And in that case, then you know people would be like, "You pay a lot of money to import some switches." Let's face it, Switch has been doing good. Nintendo did a good job with the with the Switch console, and they've been bringing a lot of games. There's a lot of good stuff uh, coming out down the line. And when that stuff does, I'll get a Switch again, and I'm going to play the shit out of it. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, uh, but is it, is it more likely than not it's not going to have a real big impact, other than maybe? You know, hitting into some of Nintendo's side budget <laughs> <Yeah. This laughs> to make it go away. Yeah, we you never know? hear
0: about it because this stuff goes into negotiations and it's settled out of court. You know, they'll 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 reach a number of of compensation that they like from Nintendo, and then this will it'll be a story that kind of disappears. Which makes me wonder: should I just start patenting just? strange, random. weird, random shit in the hopes <laughs> that I do it first and then some company I can like, hey, I did that first. Pay me my money. That's that's good business. That's a great idea. Just weird <laughs> shit.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of pants that go there I mean, look at look at the patents that even Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft, say Sega, whatever, do themselves that don't get used. They just put them out there in case they do use it. Especially when you've got new console generations coming up. They'll they'll patent all kinds of stuff. That might be you know similar, or they're thinking of this might be an idea, and they'll put it out there just so that way. If something happens, they're they're covered if they go if they run with it. Mm. But you know, smaller companies do do different things and whatnot. So you know, it, this this sort of things happen. You just, you just don't hear about it a lot.
0: Yeah, I don't see this. Uh, I agree with you. I don't see this really affecting much. Um, they're not going to put an embargo <laughs> in, in effect. <laughs> like it's it's Nintendo. That's not going to happen. So, in other gaming news. Destiny 2.
1: Oh, that game I don't play.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, just a couple of days ago, the new DLC um, it was made available, Warm Wind. I haven't had a chance to play it myself, as uh, many of you know. I did uh, end up pre-ordering Destiny 2 with high hopes, played through the storyline. I liked it more than Destiny 1, reached endgame game and thought, meh. Uh, sigh. So... Warm Wind comes out and uh, there is a, a hailstorm of um, s- uh, streamers and content creators returning to Destiny 2. Uh, initially, I thought that this was going to be at least a good playthrough. Um, I don't see it being a game that I would play on a regular basis anymore, but I've already paid for the DLC. Uh, reminder to Sage not to pre-order any more games, specifically from Bungie. Um But since I've already paid the money, I may as well. It wasn't uh, within the first 24 hours. Some pretty big streamers in our immediate community um, that were playing Destiny, uh, either coming from Division or from a wider range of PvP uh, in-game type games, raid content type games, said specifically the PvP is still a disappointment and uh, that they weren't coming back to Destiny 2 at all. Wow, and um, uh, due to the balancing issues that have uh, have not been addressed as of yet, uh, Bungie has been doing a, a nice little their version, I would say, of Division State of the Game, and uh, had confirmed that they had some issues that they were aware of and are actively working on, including Clan XP milestone rewards, Crucible Fire Team matchmaking, Rat King, um, Strike pursuits, console performance. Contenders, Shell Ingrams, Robe of secrus Shadow Dance, and Saludamote, Season 3 Emblems, Gunsmith Mods, Boon of the Vanguard, Crucible, and Joining Allies. I, there's a, <laughs> I wanted to list all of those because that there's a lot of basic stuff there that's not working um, or working as intended. And I wanted to say that uh, to bring it up to you specifically, Silas. At what point do you say, like uh, I've seen some folks on Twitter with Destiny 2, at what point do you say goodbye to a game, even though you may have enjoyed it, even though they've come out with some new DLC? um, What point do you decide enough is enough?
1: I I think that um, is going to be an individual choice in in by person but i think for for a lot of people at some point when um the same stuff is is broken remains broken and is still on that list of stuff we're trying to fix it and the game's been out for how long now Hmm. at some point you're just like you know there's all this other stuff there's always other games out there um fighting for your time let's face it stuff is coming out all the time whether it's uh, a triple a game an indie v- developer or you know maybe a well-known or even lesser-known free-to-play game whatever the case may be there's other stuff you can go to and play uh that's one thing that a lot of the the publishers and stuff that's it's, it's uh, and, and developers but uh, the publishers whoever it is that, that's pushing to hurry up and, and throw crap out there without it fucking working right um need to realize that they're not the only ones trying to get people's money and people's time so when your shit don't work after a while it might it might be a solid game it might be a beautiful fluid game but if there's a lot of stuff isn't working right or it's not working the way it's supposed to people will leave now you're always going to have those diehard fans that are just going to stay for for a very very long time you know um <laughs> like yeah yeah like like you with with the division but the division doesn't have didn't have even even in the first several updates and i know there was several things that were broken it took a few updates to get fixed there definitely was a few things that took a few, few 1.3 was was rough yeah. for many <laughs> i actually enjoyed yeah. it
0: in pve but uh <laughs> 1.3 was rough for many yes and, uh, yeah. and there's some yeah. people that still haven't come back to it
1: yeah um you know so so there's those examples but it, it, at the same time uh e- even that wasn't um in comparison to some of this stuff you know this is this is a long list of shit
0: yeah and an interesting mix
1: and and it's not even like the kind of stuff that not a lot of people use to where it's like okay it's not a high priority kind of thing this is all stuff to me a lot of this is is, is things that 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 are very very should be high priority and you know out of the gate you shouldn't really had too much problem with this stuff or shortly thereafter should have been remedied
0: yeah, not to mention the the other issues in Destiny Two news with uh, potential XP gating, and you know that there were other things kind of surrounding this. Um, not too long after the the initial Star Wars Battlefront um, saga, and uh, I don't know. I, I enjoyed the initial experience, but it's um, you see so much shit circling the bowl, and I'm not saying that destiny 2 is necessarily the the shit (laughs) but when you see a lot of poop hanging around and i don't know it it does affect my perception and i i try very hard not to uh, let that kind of stuff get in the way because i'm not looking uh, to play this game uh, as a regular game i just want to enjoy the the dlc and then kind of you know, until the next DLC comes out where there's more storyline or maybe some raid content or something like that, I might do it, but it's definitely not my main game. But even with that frame of mind, it does affect my desire to play it. And um, at, at what point are you willing to forego your own <laughs> investment into the game that you've already paid for? And be like, I'm just not interested. I know I wasted $90 on this, but. I feel like I'd be further wasting that $90 if I invest more time into it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know, uh, and everybody feels different. There are some people that would probably be upset by what (laughs) you just said. But uh, no, Destiny is just being that big of a game. You're going to draw a lot of attention anyway. And expectations for something like that are going to be really, really high. And if I mean, yeah, there's a certain point where it's like it's understandable that certain things aren't perfect right off the bat because, you know, it is what it is. But on on another hand, again, this is a long list of shit, and at least half of it, at least, and I'm being generous here, at least half of this should have been high-priority stuff that um, shouldn't be an issue, like joining allies. This should not be a problem (laughs) in an online (laughs) multiplayer game that's been out for a while, especially when it's the second one in the fucking series. You should know how to do your networking stuff. This shouldn't be a problem. I mean, yeah, occasionally things happen i get it networking and stuff things happen you know whatever but this shouldn't be a problem That it's an actual fucking item on your fix list when the game's been out for a while no. <laughs> okay. hey to, to each hey, their hey, own it, and it reminds me of what's mm. that game that i'm not playing that we did play for like a month or two monster and- hunter
0: oh yeah <laughs> i was i was gonna say mass effect andromeda <laughs>
1: <laughs> no monster hunter is not bad but my problem, I left Monster Hunter, and for the biggest reason, the networking and how you join people is completely fucked and very, very broken.
0: Yeah,
1: It doesn't work right, it, or it does work, but it's just – it is not fluid, and it's a pain in the ass.
0: It's I'm sorry. I'm – I'm not, you know, uh, it's overcomplicated. I shouldn't say it's not, it's complicated to the point where you can't figure it out. No, you know, forget it. It's, it is a quality of life thing that should absolutely be addressed.
1: (laughs) I'm not a teenager that doesn't work, that lives at home with mommy and daddy that has plenty of time to sit there and, you know, Oh, Hey, okay. If it takes me 45 minutes to join my friends, I'm okay with that. No, I work for a living. My time is valuable. I'm an adult. I mean, I work probably more than I should. And no. Just fucking no, fix that shit. <laughs> that yeah, should not be a problem.
0: I totally realize I, I come from a game, you know, division has had its ups and downs and I've stayed with it. You know, we're coming up on uh, season three content division two is going to be announced. Uh, I've been through it in the good and the bad. And you, when you just love a game, uh, you love a game. The, the big difference to me though, if I had to create a difference between uh, divisions community um uh, development team, the managers there, and what i I see from Bungie is is connectivity is um I I know those guys. I know Hamish. I know Yannick. I know Hamish is working on another project now, but I, I know Hamish, Yannick, Petter, and um, and I love their state of the games and they're answering questions directly from to the best of their ability, directly from the community. And uh, being able to to have that relationship, whether you're someone who um, communicates with them directly, or you're just the type of person that watches State of the Game. You do feel this sense of camaraderie, um, and that they're looking out there. They are trying. You can feel it. You can sense it, and uh, it makes you want to stick with it. And for the for the most part, like they they follow through to the best of their ability. There's some things that do get pushed back, but that's business. That's life. That's the reality. That's where we meet. I can say that I don't feel that sense from the destiny Two community devs. And I think that that might be a difference, at least in my mind, it doesn't mean at all that I'm, I'm taking a big shit all over destiny Two. That's not necessarily the case, but your, your community managers and your development team will set the tone, um, for how long and, uh, your community sticks with you and how much they enjoy the game. And I think that's a notch in divisions, um, corner as opposed to what destiny is doing right now and like you said we can mention a couple other games with quality of life things and beyond that need to be addressed that haven't been addressed and at what point are you just like i I don't want to put any more time into this um the devs aren't giving me a reason to love this game so i'm going to move on and there's a lot of new games coming out not to mention the independent scene is huge right now independent games are coming out left and right that are really good
1: yeah, speaking of, of of some indie stuff, uh, I know this wasn't on our list, but I want to kind of insert something. Uh, since you brought up indie, uh, for those of us that love Fable, oh yeah, um, you know that some of the uh, some of the guys that were uh, part of Lion had split off into a couple of different companies, right? Uh, one of which uh, is a little indie studio that's working on a game called Kinseed. It's still in the early stages, but. Uh, <clears throat> They had like a they had a, a Kickstarter campaign and stuff, and it's going well. Whatnot. I've been following it and whatnot. Um, they're actually going to have a closed beta and stuff pretty soon. Maybe it already started. I don't know. i got to look into it. i got to double-check uh, all my info. Um, but it's obviously, it's going to be indie, so it's not going to be super high budget. But it's going to be a lot like, from what I was reading, uh, there's going to be a lot of things that's going to be in it that uh, they wanted to put in the original fable that's going to be in this game. But it's going to have more of like an old-school look to it. Mm. um so it, it seems interesting so that's just something i want to throw out there you know as far as indie goes sometimes you know when when you know uh the larger companies break up and then you get these indie studios that can make some really great stuff so i'm hoping that turns out to be one of those indie games like some of the other ones you know that people are more familiar with like um you know the uh super giant you know they they had bastion they had trans. you know um transistor was really good that was a great fucking indie game i loved it it was different but it was good Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a couple, you know, a couple other ones that are good. So hopefully this ends up turning into one of those really good things. So that's something else to keep in mind too, is uh, again, back to the whole thing where there's other games, uh, it's not just a triple a stuff that can get your attention. Sometimes the indie stuff, uh, can agreed. pull you in too.
0: hundred percent agreed. Speaking of, um, uh, studios that break up and start smaller projects. If you haven't heard the news already, a new Bioshock game is secretly in the works. However, creative director, Ken Levine will not be involved which would be really interesting. It's, uh, it's another studio. I should have written down the name of that studio. But uh, what is Levine doing now? After pulling the plug on Irrational Games, he created a smaller studio called Ghost Story Games. I'm right? not really sure what has come out of that. Have you heard of any games from Ghost Story Games?
1: I have not. This no. is actually uh, it's pretty new to me on yeah. that front. So, <laughs> But
0: uh, the big news in there being, if you're a Bioshock fan like myself and the wifey, um, maybe a Bioshock 4. Who knows? I am a little bit worried, though, not seeing the creative director on there uh, from previous Bioshocks. I thought that they were great just the way they were. It's like, um, it's like the, the creative uh, director Peter Molyneux leaving Fable. And then we were yeah. all like, what?
1: <laughs> yeah. And
0: then they came out with Fable Legends. Oh, wait, they didn't. It didn't make it past beta.
1: Oh. <laughs> that was a hot
0: mess. <laughs> so you wonder, you you get really excited about it, and then you're a little sad, too. Is that original magic gone? Hopefully they can recreate it. I'd like to see another Bioshock series. Did you play much Bioshock, Silas? I-
1: I, I played some, yeah. Um, although I don't think I finished Infinite though, but uh, yeah, I played some Bioshock. It's been a while, but yeah, I mean, you know, gotta have a little bit of a little bit of Bioshock yeah. in your life. F- <laughs>
0: FPS, um, you get first person shooter action with some uh, storyline and, and RPG notes. I think is eh, RPG ish, uh,
1: RPG horror kind of deal.
0: Yeah, it, it's. I think that's really cool, and um, no other no other games. Quite doing it the way Bioshock presented it. Uh, Yeah, the
1: presentation was was what really. Yeah,
0: yeah. it was very interesting. You've got this underwater world with the you know 1940s you know music and. Lots of, lots of the horror type characters getting, manipulating you. And I don't know, the way they presented it was just really cool and engaging. and You couldn't help but want to get past the next area. So it'll be interesting what they do with uh, even greater technology now since Infinite. That has been several years since Infinite came out. Uh, what are they going to do with potentially a Bioshock 4? Is it going to be a completely new offshoot? I think the door is really open to them.
1: Uh, playstation vr <laughs> bioshock I, vr oh, that'd be really cool
0: <laughs> was xbox gonna do a vr didn't we hear something about that was it yay or nay are they doing vr uh,
1: i think there was something they were planning on but it's gonna it was more focused around the one x i think because of the power VR. in that yeah um
0: i kind of felt like vr uh, xbox's impression of vr was that it still has a ways to go as far as development is concerned before it's um a More viable source of you know return on investment for for devs. PlayStation VR is really cool, but I, I don't know how much of that that return on their investment is has really been worth further development of the uh, platform.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's hard to say. There's definitely VR has come a long way, uh, that's for sure. But there's definitely still things that need fine tuning. Mm. You, yeah. know, um, you know, when we, when we can walk into a room and that is our game. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> a holodeck? It's yeah, the holodeck. Yeah, you got it. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Damn straight,
1: we, we, uh, we, get, we get that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> In other news, God of War 3 has been well-received upon uh, its release. And uh, a very yeah. familiar character voicing um, Kratos, of course, uh, teok if you want to say it's from Stargate. You remember? I love that yeah. guy. I love it. I knew immediately who it was. I was so excited. And I, and this time around, I have a PlayStation four, so I can actually pick up God of war three. Um, I watched a friend of mine play God of war one and two, and I was thoroughly satisfied. I didn't have to play it again because it was great just watching him, but this time I get to do it on my own. And I, so I'm, I'm going to pick up God of war three. Do you have any intention of picking it up yourself? <sighs>
1: right now no uh not because it doesn't look interesting i mean i've i uh, know a number of people that have played it and that are really into it and uh of course uh, there's the the floating around the internet with kratos going boy <laughs> he says it a lot in this game but you know <laughs> uh that aside um i definitely want to play it but it's not the highest priority right now, like I said, uh, due to, you know, game time limitations and, and other things. There, There's some other stuff, but stuff is something that I want to get around to and definitely uh, play all the way through. Maybe maybe when I take myself a gamecation down the road, take some time off of work and just, you know, load up on on, on beers and, and food and just, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. play and go. There we go. Well,
0: that sounds good. And I'll definitely be picking it up. The wifey wants to watch me play it, which will be nice because uh, there's quite a few games I've I've watched her play and then I have no desire whatsoever to play it myself because I got to see it. And I was totally satisfied, but this time she gets to watch me. So I, I'm excited. I think God of War is oh, going to be good. Go. It'll satisfy my RPG need right now. And I have a mighty need for some RPG feels right now. Um, there you go. We also have some other news regarding EA. Hmm. <laughs> oh go go figure. Yeah um EA the most will, hated
1: company every year.
0: <laughs> EA will quote continue to push forward, unquote, with microtransactions in future titles. Uh yeah, just let that one soak in for a second. Okay. Uh, says the EA chief executive, Andrew Wilson. We're always thinking about our players. We're always thinking about how to deliver these types of experiences in a transparent, fun, fair, and balanced way for our players. And we'll communicate with regulators around the world on it. Um, this is particularly interesting news considering Belgium's gaming commission has recently declared that loot boxes in FIFA 2018 contravened the country's gambling regulations. Which is ironic because Star Wars Battlefront 2, as we all know, was the title that started the loot box controversy to begin with, was found to be in compliance with the law.
1: (laughs) May the law be with you. May the law be with
0: you. Um, but they still took out the loot boxes. <laughs> yeah, you know, the Netherlands has also warned that uh, enforcement action could be taken against game publishers whose loot boxes violate regulations. It's becoming more of a global scene. Um, it's getting global recognition. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how many more countries follow suit with stiffer regulations around what uh, how entertainment in video games is defined, specifically around the loot boxes and microtransactions. I can't say that it's unwelcome to see more regulation around this. You have any thoughts initially, Silas?
1: Um, I think it can be good, but there is also to the point where it could be, there's always a possibility for it to go overboard or, you know, something, but I think overall, I think it's a good thing because if there's some sort of general guidelines and rules for this kind of thing, you won't have the issues like you had with Battlefront 2 and, pissing off you know 95 percent of the community uh with something (laughs) that your game is based around (laughs) so you know um so in that in that case um it can be a good now me i still love battlefront 2 um i you know if we could go on and play the the heroes mode and stuff that was so much improved over the first one that that's fantastic hell i wish that expanded on that support just give me a game more of that and the fact that it actually had some story and of course the dlc after the the movie that was less fond of came out um (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh but I actually, now not everyone liked the additional DLC for Battlefront 2. Me, I actually enjoyed it, um, That additional story and everything. I, I liked it and I,
0: I enjoyed it. it. Really but anyway,
1: good. yeah. Um, but no, as far as the, the regulation stuff goes, I think overall it's, it's a good thing. Um, sometimes I think, you know, I, with any medium, uh, when things grow, whether it's uh, video or like the music industry, uh, when things were changing with music. Remember when MP3s first became a thing? And uh, it became really easy to, you know, copy CDs, and then there was Napster, and you know that kind of thing. <laughs> <Because laughs> well, this is different, but Wire. you know, my point is, when when a medium grows and and, and expands, and there's no governing things, stuff, shit happens. And Bitcoin. right now, our shit is is loop boxes, and uh, companies like EA just, you know, hey, we can get away with it. We're gonna make more money. We're gonna put it in there, and you know, squeeze as much cash out of people as we can. Now, while we all view this as like a fucking evil maneuver, let's face it, it's business. And if business can do it, they're going to do it. Yeah, like it or not, that's 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 how shit works. Um, so, in the case of some regulations, yes, yeah, this, this this is a good thing. This will help, hopefully, um, save some headache. As long as it doesn't become one of them things where. Then they start regulating a bunch of other things in games. Uh, you know, We already have, at least in this country, censorship with some games and things like that as it is. Which to me is a slight bit irritating because, um, and this is mostly with like JRPGs and stuff, and some of the stuff that gets censored out to me is like, okay, just slap a higher rating on the bitch yeah problem solved don't change the original artwork content i mean unless it's like a hentai porn game and in which case then you know you're probably not gonna be seeing that in a regular freaking store anyway
0: yeah
1: i'm <laughs> just saying you know there's none of those on 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 playstation console you know at least not not here maybe if you import it from japan but then hey you already know what you're getting yourself into <laughs> yeah. um but the point being here is as long as it doesn't become one of those things where they start regulating every little minute detail
0: you know, my okay, impression well, has been that it's it's strictly around um, uh, the the technically gaming, not our version of gaming, but like gaming, like gambling. um gambling, yeah. Of the government, but I I totally hear what you're saying that this could be an avenue in which um, they branch out into more regulations around the content inside of the game. It could be very dangerous. I, mm, I didn't think about that. Now, Silas, damn it!
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, my reference point here is: what was the last time a big change in, in gaming occurred with some sort of regulation thing, like really big? I'm thinking mid '90s, and uh, let's say Mortal Kombat,
0: Mortal the creation Kombat.
1: of the ES, the, the creation of the ESRB. You know, uh, you know, to give us the the ratings and things like that and, and whatnot. Now, that's that's different, of course, but again, it's my reference point is just that that big change in a particular entertainment medium. Yeah, you know, and, and where that goes now. Obviously, it's settled down, and you know, you know, now it's all good and everything. But you know, the first couple of years when that was instituted, that was there was a lot of some stuff was going too far, and then you know, that's I think uh, when some of the censorship also kind of started a little bit too. But yeah. Um, you know, just that way. Okay, well, we don't want our game being mature rated. We want it to be team because it's mature. You know, uh, so things got changed, which unfortunately sucks. But you know, now it's a little bit more. You know, it is what it is, and we're used to it. And hey, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it 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 worked itself out, and hopefully, this is something that it works itself out and it stays for the intended purpose.
0: Yeah, if it stays in its lane, I'm I'm totally for. Um, greater regulation. I, I was not a big fan of seeing loot boxes or any type of in game monetization at all uh, because it immediately reminded me of, of all of the scam apps and gaming apps that are on mobile, which is still highly unregulated. <laughs> <laughs> like you can still get all of all of the bad things that you want right from the the convenience of your own phone while you're sitting on the john. Uh, and you can spend thousands and thousands of dollars and all this free to play um, play to uh, pay to win type of stuff. And nobody blinks an eye at that. That's totally, totally OK. As Soon as you put it on a console. And I agree. I was one of those people. I, I don't play those games on mobile. I don't care for them. I don't want it and that's cool. The people that do, that's totally okay. That's your decision. But the moment I saw that kind of stuff come into a a console arena, I was, I was understandably upset. Now, if it's vanity items, which we've discussed this before vanity items, I'm totally okay with that. Like if you really want to want to spend a hundred dollars on that complete Jedi outfit for your Fortnite character or whatever, like go, yeah, you know, by all means, go ahead. you, know, people want oh, to be yeah. able to personalize the look of their in-game tunes because they relate to them. It reflects their personality. And I think that's totally reasonable, but, uh, pay to win and, uh, mm, and certain yeah. aspects of how caches work. Mm, no, no. So hopefully that's a change that goes in the right direction. Some really good points in there, Silas. Very interesting last but not least, we're going to discuss a little bit, something we like to do is a little around the streaming life towards the end of streams um, and some kind of basic news around streaming, content creating, that sort of thing. I have a little bit of news that I would like to talk about just real quick and then silence and pass it over to you. Um, Many of you may have known that I was uh, going to E3 this year. I'm very, very excited to go to E3. And then while i was on stream ubisoft came in and a bunch of ubisoft employees while i was streaming and uh asked me to check my email and when i did i found out that ubisoft has invited me to go to e3 on them as an ubisoft star player and i'm really really excited to have that opportunity we are leaving june 10th i believe and we'll be there from the 10th through the 14th um exclusive access to lots of ubisoft stuff the ubisoft conference and uh and lots of goodies it, the trip to e3 was already going to be great but now it is even better and uh, i am absolutely thrilled to be going as a star player um So what we're going to try to do is exactly what we had intended to do to begin with. I'm going to be taking my laptop and a mic, and while we're there, um, there's going to be things that I absolutely can't talk about. There is an NDA involved, but uh, things that I can't talk about in the overall experience, we're going to be continuing our podcast, which is really cool. I think that's awesome. So we'll have another My Life in Games, and hopefully we can get uh, Neutron on again for one of those episodes would be great, too, during that time. So check that out. That's coming out very soon. It's like 29 days until E3. It's wow. coming up
1: fast. I'm I'm excited for the good infos and ways I can spend money that I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like this pretty iPhone X. There you go. <laughs> Thank you Sprint.
0: <laughs> I love credit cards. Um <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, tell that bill comes said and you're like, what the hell did I buy? <laughs> what did I do?
0: I nickel and dimed myself to, to death. Yeah. Oh, man.
1: That's why I'm getting rid of two of mine. <laughs> mm. Yep, no more.
0: Um, so is uh, that was my personal news. As far as streaming goes, um, there's an ebb and flow when it comes to streaming. Um, the playlists, they, they change. The numbers, they'll go sky high and then they'll dip pretty low. Uh, There's a lot of things that can affect your numbers. There's a lot of different factors to consider uh, before you become discouraged with uh, maybe your current stint of lower uh, viewership. I can say for my part, Right now, since uh, Destiny has come out, uh, the Division playlists are a bit lower. We've also had, during the global event that had just recently ended from the Division, we had uh, several larger streamers playing Division again. And, uh, of course, that affects smaller streamers' numbers when you're in that playlist. Silas have you ever experienced something like that in particular while you were streaming? And is there any advice that you can offer to other streamers, big or small, that may be going through uh, a similar slump? Like, am I doing something wrong? Is it me? Does no one like me anymore? Cause those, I mean, it sounds, it sounds a little childish, but Hey, we all know that we think those things. Um, Let's let's start with you.
1: (laughs) Sometimes you have to treat streaming like a relationship. Okay? The attention isn't always going to be on you. Sometimes you get less attention for one reason or another. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very legit reasons. So there's no reason to freak out or anything. The biggest thing is, you know, um the and we've talked about this before, the numbers don't mean a whole hell of a lot. Yeah, it's great to see them get high and it's great to have a lot of people and stuff, but that shouldn't be your main focus. Um, it should be, you know, playing your game and and having fun with it and sharing that with everybody. At least for me, that's what it is. I mean, you know, if you're just that person that's out to get really big so you can make a lot of money, well, more power to you and good luck. But, uh, you're also gonna have a harder time with that kind of a mindset. Yeah. um, but it does suck sometimes when you have been doing good and your numbers get lower. Now, like right now, my numbers are low. But again, I haven't been streaming a whole lot lately, so it's, it's understandable. So I'm trying to get back into the swing myself. Um, but whether you're big or small, there's a lot of different things that can, that can affect your numbers. And try not to worry about it so much. Just kind of kick back you know, chill.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's it's more often, more often than not, you know, if you've had a stint away and I know that myself and I take three or four days off, if I've got a little vacation uh, going on today, I couldn't stream due due to a, a family emergency going on last night and this morning. Um, when you're away for a few days and you kind of break that, uh, that cycle that you've been in when you initially come back, you know, it takes a few days before everybody's like, Oh, that this person's back. I'm definitely going to catch them tomorrow. And you know, everybody kind of gets back into a routine. But, um, when these things happen, my advice is, it's a great time to reassess what your priorities are. And if you're so concerned all of a sudden over the numbers, whereas you weren't before, um, assess what your motivations are and why they have changed. Um, when I had initially started um, streaming full time, and at the beginning of this podcast, Silas, we talked about it. It was the first year; it was a really big push for me. I wanted to get partner, um, but that wasn't—I won't say that—that that was the main reason for me streaming. Uh, if you look at my about section, it's it's uh, something completely different. But um, it's great to gauge, celebrate your successes, and and to gauge where you are. Uh, Twitch has. Uh, a myriad of reports that you can look at to really dig deep and dive into where your numbers are, where where people are, what they're doing, what was successful, what wasn't successful. And um, as streamers, even with the best of intentions, you can get so caught up in that that you forget your own intentions. <laughs> and um, so I can say right now that uh, I've seen quite a few. Uh, streamers that are either taking a little break, and they're they're actually four to five times my size, and they're taking a little break because they've been disappointed with their numbers. Um, I think there's other things to consider as well. Fortnite and and uh, PUBG are still really huge. Um, I've seen some great numbers from old games like Witcher Three. All of a sudden, has this resurgence of people playing it and going through the DLC, and the playlist has been at sometimes double to triple. The divisions playlist uh, on some days, which is really interesting. There's so many factors to, to take into account. You really have to just focus on you and enjoy doing what you're doing. If your motivation is to, to build a loving, um, supportive community, then um, worry about that. And don't worry about the the numbers that are in your current viewership or your subscriber numbers or anything like that. None of that really matters to the quality of your community. I think.
1: Uh, I think you you hit it with all those points.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All the things,
1: all the things, all the things.
0: Yeah. So keep your chin up streamers, content creators, whether you're a streamer, you're, you're YouTubing or whatever your format might be. Uh, just, just keep going. Don't, don't let the numbers get in the way of you having a great time. Uh, So long as you're having a good time, people will see that and, um, and will be naturally drawn to you.